You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andrea Schwabi. You'll remember George Priest from a previous episode of Overdue Advice when we talked about his perspective on debt collection, past and present. George is a veteran of credit and collections in Canada. He served as president of the Credit Institute of Canada, and he was also a founding member and first president of RMA, the Receivables Management Association of Canada. George has been with MetCredit for almost a year, and we thought it'd be a good time to catch up. He has some interesting perspectives about the differences between being an internal debt collector at a company and working for a debt collection agency like MetCredit. We took our microphones out of the studio to talk to George while he was on a working trip to MetCredit's Edmonton office. Tell me about what you've been doing at MetCredit. You've been there eight or nine months now. So how's it going generally? Pretty good? Yeah, very good. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, uh, the exposure to the client base. It's very interesting. Um, a lot of folks contact us. They want help. They, uh, they've never sought out this kind of help in the past. They didn't know how to go about it. And uh, it's, it's rather satisfying to be able to walk them through an opportunity. And when all is said and done, they're, they're kind of relieved that there's an option, that they can pursue their debt. And uh, they give it to us because they don't know how to collect it. Or, as in the case of one individual today who happened to be a lawyer, he doesn't have the resources or the time to chase a debt that somebody owes him. So they come to us and contract with us, and, and uh, we take on the task of doing the, the uh, work. What kind of what kind of businesses are, are you seeing? Well, just uh, a lot of small businesses, but then there's several big businesses. I've, I've got uh, currently I have three national organizations that are talking to me about a program. Um, I'm getting calls in from the U.S., to pursue major companies in Canada that won't pay their bill. Oh, interesting. Now, is that, how does that work? Can you can can Met Credit collect across the border like that? Well, we can collect across the border. We're licensed in, in five states in the U.S. But the the issue is is these folks have debt owed to them from companies in Canada. Right. So we, they are looking for a service provider in Canada to take care of that for them, so they don't have to hire somebody in the U.S. who doesn't know Canadian regulations and laws and. By doing that, there's there's a continuity in how we'll manage it against the regulations and the rules. And we have access to information in Canada they don't have. Wow. Okay. I did. I, I was completely unaware that that MetCredit could do that. Um, well, that's it's not unique to the U.S. I'm getting I get uh, calls from Europe. Really. I've had a couple of calls from overseas from other countries as well that are owed money from companies in Canada and they want someone to collect it. So they, they locate us through the internet. and I mean, it makes sense. We've, we've got a global economy. 
Exactly. You know, if I can buy something expensive with a credit card in the UK and get it shipped here, uh, then I can have debt in the UK, I guess. And Well, they, they have debt here that's owed to somebody in the UK. Um, and I've, I've got that as well. We've actually, I actually have one organization that sells globally on the internet and they have people owing funds to them from Canada and parts of the U.S. So we, we've actually taken on being their service provider. What size are these businesses? They're, are they are they necessarily pretty big global types of companies, or are they just they just need to get their re- revenue collected? They're good size organizations. I, I can't tell you that they're large multinationals, but they they because of the internet today, they have a broader base of potential clients, and in and getting there, and and we talked a little while ago about. Um, knowing your client, having a relationship with them mm-hmm. 20 years ago is how you managed to um, mitigate some risk because you knew what was going on in the world. Yeah, if you're sitting across the room from someone and they're looking shifty and nervous, you can pretty much get a sense so of... If you're visiting your client on a, on a monthly or every two months basis, you, right. start, you know what's going on. Right. Today on the internet, you don't have that relationship. You have a relationship with an identification on the internet, right? And you don't know who calls what shots. Yeah. So your risks are different. For the smaller businesses, are, is there any particular type, or is it just sort of across the board the types of collections you're seeing? Oh, it's pretty much across the board. It, it uh, uh, it's interesting because it ranges from uh, massage facilities, tattoo facilities, <laughs> all the way up to um, supply small businesses that are suppliers to major companies. Um, it's, it's, it's an intriguing array of clients that we are gathering in this process. You're based in Ontario. Is, are you seeing anything in Ontario that's a little different from the rest of Canada or something, anything that's sort of trending in Ontario? No, I don't think so. I think accounts receivable, trying to collect your debt is pretty consistent across the board. Um, there's no urgency or spikes per se, like times where it's really bad or, the business may uh, take a position that's really bad because the year end's coming up. Right. Now they got to solve a problem. So they start pushing it out. And if it's a company that's got four or five branches, all of a sudden you get four or five branches that are trying to deal with their AR. And so, But in general terms, it's fairly consistent. And I've been actually surprised with the consistency and the number of inquiries we get. It, it doesn't seem to go up or down in any irrational way it's it's constantly on a slow rise what's your typical day like how how do your days unfold oh my my day is uh, typically answering a variety of emails a lot of phone calls so i spend a lot of time on the computer and on the phones dealing with requests for assistance um and it's very consistent i in the nine months I've been there, it just seems to continually increase on a monthly basis. Um, there's no no incredible spikes. It's just a, it's a gradual growth. Right. And uh, and interestingly enough, a lot of the calls I get are uh, referrals. So just companies that you've worked for that current, say you current should go clients to them. exactly current clients are are telling others that. Uh, Give med credit a call. Because you guys work. Well, we, I, I think it's we work, but we also have a, a pretty good footprint in the, comp- in the country uh, with four branches across Canada. 
And uh, we've been at it since I think it's about 1973. So we've been we've been pretty consistent in the market. What are you seeing in terms of the challenges that businesses are facing? Is it just sort of the general drag on revenue, or are there things that they're dealing with in terms of either automation or just social attitude or that sort of thing that are causing challenges for them? Well, I think one of the challenges is so business-to-business relationships, some of their clients just through either lack of knowledge or lack of general funding overextend themselves. And they find themselves in situations where they can no longer continue business or just simply pay to keep the doors open. So the clients we get are asking us to help recover funds that they are literally looking at as complete write-offs. Really? Because they, they know they're potentially going to go out of business. And you alluded to a similar situation mm-hmm. uh, earlier. But the um, I don't think anybody goes into business anticipating they're going to go out of business and take anybody for a ride. So there are a variety of things that can cause things to happen like that. And and some of it is just simply not capitalized properly or the individual is real good at what they do, but they're not really good at managing a business. Right. And, and that is one of the underlying problems with some of the small businesses. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. Canadians are an interesting breed. We actually think people will pay their bills. Uh, so if you you tell me, yes, I'll pay the bill tomorrow, we anticipate that'll happen. Yeah. But the reality of it is when you get told that one or two times, maybe a third time, you should understand you're not necessarily going to see the money mm-hmm. unless you do something about it. There's just a reluctance out there to be the bad guy and, and take the steps that are needed. But the other, the other challenge is some of them are concerned about their image in the market. And, and uh, they, they tend not to look at the image they want in the market, and that is that when I provide the services, I expect to get paid. Because what'll happen is word gets on the street and the reality is, oh, I want that service and I don't want to pay for it. So I'm going to go see them because I know they're not going to chase me. Right. So you don't want that reputation. Hmm. But I, I think like in the, in the consumer side of the business, people don't go into debt with the concept they're not going to pay it. There are things in life that just happen, right? And they find themselves where they can't pay it. I mean, all they got to do is lose their job, and or have a medical expense that isn't covered by any insurances, and mm-hmm. suddenly they're mm-hmm. in a problem. Yeah. So, I think if you look at it from a perspective that the majority of people that owe money, companies and people that owe money, it's not designed that they don't want to pay. So, what your key is is you got to find out what is the issue. And what will make it work so that they can pay it. And that's kind of how MetCredit approaches things. So how can we work this out so that it's in your best interest as well as the party we're trying to help? Yeah, it's very much problem solving. Yeah. What's the most surprising thing you've heard in your first eight or nine months with MetCredit? No, I think I've been around too long. (laughs) There hasn't been anything that's really surprised me. No? No. In your career, has there been anything like that where you just kind of went, what the? 
Oh, there's probably been lots of things, but it's been too many years to remember them. I mean, the first one that really struck me was really how you got into collection, which was you were working at a bank, and the bank didn't refuse refused to collect on some debt, and you went. Well, the end is not right. Yeah, the the individual manager didn't have an appetite to uh, pursue the debt, and and the debtor was two doors from the bank, and he didn't want me to go collect the money. So, huh? But you know, that's just that was. Uh, my goodness, how many years ago? That's, that's well, he wouldn't over. be a bank manager today if you tried. Oh no, that. no, that's that's that, that's over almost fifty years ago. Yeah. So, but if you tried that today as a bank, I mean, that would get flagged on someone's computer somewhere. That hey, I can't tell you what would happen in the banks today. <laughs> <laughs> they have they, a different. They'd have a different attitude about collecting money than, than uh, historically maybe. Yeah. What's the most common thing you're hearing every time when you're talking to a new client? Let's actually cover the, the smaller clients first, for those small, medium businesses. What are the things that you hear from them every single time? Well, it's really interesting. They, they don't know um, how they're going to resolve the, the problem they have. Uh, many of them have never employed a collection agency to help them with the process. And for me, that's it's not surprising Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to to notate that because either they've had a real good record with their AR, which, as I talk to them, I find out really isn't the case, mm-hmm. or they just never had a problem with their AR. And truly, some of them would be in that situation. They're just lucky, really. They've just been like, no, well, they've been they've had good clients. Well, okay. They found good clients. They've managed, and they haven't had clients that got into some financial problems. Mm-hmm. So they've been lucky in that regard. The ones that say, I've never had to do this before, fundamentally, I think you'll find that they have had good clients. Mm -hmm. They made good decisions to start with. They built good relationships. But when something goes wrong, it really goes wrong. Right. The wheels fall off everything. So now they got to find out, how do I have a chance at recovering this? Is there more urgency for smaller companies just because, you know, margins are smaller? Well, it's, it's margins, but it's cash flow. So, I mean, AR is the lifeblood of a company. So if you're not collecting it, um, you're putting yourself in serious situation. Are they, have you had any that are really panicky, like we need to do this today? Or? Well, I've had a couple of them call me up and want uh, want results within seven days. Ooh. So that conversation doesn't really go too far because well, yeah, you can't deliver on that kind of a situation. I mean, we can start the process within seven days. There's There's processes that have to be followed. Um, but you know, when you pick up a phone to call somebody that owes money, they may not want to talk to you for the first two or three phone calls. So mm-hmm. it doesn't happen in seven days. No, oh, yeah. You know what? It, I, people have to adjust to the concept that somebody's actually trying to collect money from them. Mm-hmm. And men is, you know, there's, there's a good number of them that won't ever accept that. Uh, they're there for a reason. Right. And sometimes it's gone far enough that they're, they're done. They're not going to pursue anything. But a lot of people aren't there by choice. Right. They've had some challenges. Yep. They've had some issues uh, financially. And, and so if you talk to them properly and you try to work out how we can resolve this, a lot of them will try to make, make good on the payment. And that's, I mean, that's really good for the clients. If I'm calling on behalf of and you feel okay about that collection, that reflects really well on Well, it does. But the other part of it is it's properly managed. If the party that got in the situation that owes the money can remedy it and it wasn't something that was under their control, 
then they can still become another, like a client once again for the our client. So they can renew their position. What are your goals for the next while? Do you have any goals or, or sort of objectives that you want to you wanna see done? No, not specifically. Um, I don't. I don't set my time and my lines with uh, big audacious goals or anything like that. I enjoy what I'm doing, and uh, and I had that conversation with Brian today. I said, "Look, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I do. Uh, I like the opportunity to talk to the people I talk to, and I like working with this team. So I'll keep demonstrating my contribution and try to take it to a different level all the time." How much of what you do right now is educating potential clients? Well, I think a good 50% of my conversations um, is educating. I mean, we we, are, we have a pretty heavy base of uh, landlord-tenant relationships. So with the landlords, uh, they come to us to help recover debt. And uh, I find myself coaching them on opportunities that they could look at when they're signing up new tenants. Um, not too much that I can tell them about when to act on their their debt that's owed them because it's usually pretty quick. Right. And uh, small businesses certainly uh, chat about setting policies, building uh, a bit of infrastructure around how to manage AR, how to approach the situation, even talked a few of them about customizing some letters that they can use. So they can properly communicate and, and give notice on the debt. Are there any sort of big universal gaps in knowledge for AR? Well, I just think that, that smaller businesses, as I say, you've got you got an individual. Like he might be a great salesman, but he might not be a good administrator manager. And so there's components of managing that are gaps. Uh, knows that bills have to be paid. Knows that he has to collect them but hoping he doesn't have to collect them. So there's no strategy to see that they do good. So those are, I guess if that's a major gap, it is for small business owners. Yes, that's that's not unusual. So you're enjoying it? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, re- I retired to keep busy. What are you enjoying most about working at MetCredit? Um, I enjoy the people. The relationships that are built with this group is uh, is interesting. It's It's not... It's not what I envisioned it would be like working in a in an agency. It's more family kind of thinking. Um, agencies are typically uh, pretty good business process, and most agencies are are focused on their people. Um, but Brian brings a different level of uh, of um, relationship building, I guess you could call it, with the team. And that's very interesting, the way that that falls out and how, how his people perform in that regard. Uh, he's a true believer in rehabilitation, and his team have learned that as opposed to trying to force money out of people. And I think the, the payback is uh, pretty clear. There's, there's a, a lot of um, satisfied clients out there with customers that are paying quite well. I, I mean, I've worked with a lot of agencies, a lot of great people. Um, a lot, of, a lot of good managers, a lot of good owners. And um, what I heard about Brian, and now that I've been working with him since January, it's it's, uh, it's very clear, and he builds that family atmosphere. And the, the catch to building that family atmosphere is it goes through the telephone. 
So when they are talking with people out there, they're talking with people. They're not talking with debtors. So when you're talking with people, the conversation's different. And and I, I don't really know how anyone other organizations really do it, but I know here that's what I've been listening to and observing uh, more and more. Everybody pay up. Thanks to George Priest for joining us and thank you for listening. Please rate, review, share, and comment on the episode. For more information, or to read Brian Sommerfeld's blog, or to start a collections account to recover lost revenue, visit metcredit.com. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Talk to you next time. I'm Andreas Schwabe. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.